100% grade A beefy web development talk without the bull. This is the David Conley Show. Online at dcradionetwork.com. Well, greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. You're listening to The David Connolly Show, coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. How on earth are you doing, you crazy rock and rollers? Man, it's good to see you. Um, today I'm going to be talking about some stuff that I promised I'd never talk about. I promised I would never talk about web development, but promises are meant to be broken. And folks, there's been some really big news over the last 24 hours, and I would really uh, like to respond to it. And to be honest, I think somebody should respond, uh, because Codeigniter has a new owner. And, uh, you know... The, this, this is very exciting. The news came in yesterday. Someone from the Insider Club called Gekita from Italy gave me the news and thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, so I want to just give a quick reaction if that's okay. Something that goes beyond this is good news, you know. I thought it would be nice to actually uh, give you, you know, a somewhat more in-depth perspective. Now some of the things... <laughs> Some of the things that I'm going to be saying here are a little bit controversial, but please know that it's just one man's opinion and it's entirely possible that I could be wrong with all of this stuff. Um, we are sponsored by Web Faction. Web Faction, the greatest web hosting company in the universe, the company that allows you to decide what goes on the server. You can host multiple sites there for like, I think it's $9.50 a month or something. Uh, I'm using Web Faction. They're very cool, and that is the sponsors. Check them out, webfaction.com. Today, I'm going to be giving you my response to the news that Codeigniter has a new owner. So, the statement came out just last night, and if you give me just a second, I'm going to find that statement from Ellis Lab, and I'm going to read the full statement. Can you handle that? Okay, well, hang tough and look out because here we go and it's going to take me about three or four minutes to read all of this, okay? Here we go. Your favourite PHP framework, Codeigniter, has a new home. When we announced that Codeigniter was looking for a new home, a flood of emails began arriving from prospective candidates. Emails which have continued even today. The question was easy. Who do we entrust with the framework? The answer proved difficult due to the pressure of making the right choice for you. We quickly rejected the inexperienced. We set aside those without the assets or time to manage such a large project. And we also turned away those with radically niche ideas for the framework. That still left many good choices full of strength, capability and vision. One candidate stood out above the rest. The British Columbia Institute of Technology, BCIT, in Columbia, and sorry, in Vancouver, Canada, is a highly regarded applied technology institute with 48,000 
full-time and part-time students. Their impressive BCIT School of Computing and Academic Studies teaches CodeIgniter to 150 students a year. Now they are its stewards. The Dean and Faculty support real-world projects using a living lab model that brings practical exposure and involvement to their students. They've built impressive living labs in construction, energy and health. CodeIgniter is a perfect fit for this model and BCIT has the resources and infrastructure to manage it effectively. James Parry, a web, a web technology instructor within the BCIT School of Computing and Academic Studies, with many years of CodeIgniter experience, will lead the project. He will assemble a steering committee to advance and improve the framework. The committee will consist of members of the CodeIgniter community as well as some of BCIT's standout students who have commercial web development experience. CodeIgniter will be a hub that BCIT students can gain real-world knowledge and experience around. And that is the biggest advantage BCIT brought over other qualified candidates. If you use CodeIgniter, you will benefit directly from their stewardship. The success of their students is intrinsically tied to not just teaching but in shaping CodeIgniter to be at the forefront of modern com uh, pro programming. The result for everyone using it is a solid and fresh foundation that you can count on. Okay, end of statement. Now, I have to tell you folks, when this came out last night, when the news broke, I was really, really excited. I headed straight to Twitter and I was like, yeah, CodeIgniter's back from the dead. Woo, yeah, it's going to be great. Okay, Because I was one of those um, rare breeds of CodeIgniter users who actually did not go off and uh, switch to Laravel, you know. Laravel's fantastic and all of that, but... There were things about Laravel which I wasn't happy about. I had a look at Symfony and wasn't really happy with that. I wasn't really happy with anything else out there. So I just stuck with CodeIgniter and I've been sticking with CodeIgniter all these years. And um, I thought, man, this is really fantastic news. And I was so excited, folks, that I headed... Uh, last night I headed upstairs, man, and I wrote this article. It must have been about 2,000 words. And maybe not 2,000, maybe maybe 1,000, 1,000 and a half, actually. Stop flattering yourself, man. But I wrote this article quite in-depth, and the, the whole vibe was like friendly advice for the new owners of CodeIgniter. And I gave 10 points, um, 10 tips that I think would really get CodeIgniter back into the front line, the bleeding edge of commercial web development. Okay, so I wrote this fairly extensive article and I published it and I was really excited and I was like, yeah, man, here we go. This is so cool. And Twitter was going crazy last night with this. Everyone's tweeting about CodeIgniter. Everybody's really excited. And I was indeed part of the party. But then just before I went to bed, man, in all the excitement, I thought, do you know what? The last thing they need is a guy like me appearing. 
on the sideline saying, hey man, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to <laughs> And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just delete this article. So I deleted my article, it is gone. And I just went to bed as happy as a king thinking this is fan fantastic, you know. But you know something, folks? It really is quite amazing how a good night's sleep can change everything. It really, really is quite amazing because when I woke up, suddenly I had a different perspective. Now, I, you know, I apologise. I don't want to be the guy who chucks a turd in the punch bowl here, you know. But as I started to look at the logic here, some thoughts occurred to me. Now, first of all, the heavyweight web development De developers out there are all saying that Codeigniter probably needs a complete rewrite, you know? So to catch up with what everyone else is doing or to, you know, modernize, whatever the phrase may be, they are probably going to have to do some kind of, let's just say at the very least, a major, uh, a major piece of work on Codeigniter, probably a rewrite, okay? And when I woke up, I thought, yeah, that's a point, actually. And... There's also going to be a lot of uh, things that need done in terms of transferring the sites across, you know. There's probably, I dare say, new documentation to be written, maybe new discussion forums, who knows what, you know. Um, and I thought to myself, well, looking at the logic, it's probably going to take at least one year before there's a substantial, significant new release of Codeigniter out there. Now, I know there's always versions 2.whatever and all of that, but I'm talking about a fresh, brand new, uh, complete, let's call it Generation 3 of Codeigniter. I think we're looking at at least a year, folks, because there's a lot that needs done, you know? And I thought, well, that's a shame because... You know, it would be nice if we could get something right now and we could play around with it. I would enjoy that. I'm sure some of you would as well. So that was the first um, reality check that I had, and it was just this morning. And then I had an idea, folks. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to find the head honcho of Codeigniter because there was lots of people on Twitter and they were saying things like, so what is their vision? What exactly are they going to do? Where are they going to take the framework? And is this going to affect us? And what about the license? And blah, 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 blah. So I had this really cool idea. I thought, I'm going to find the new head honcho of Codeigniter. His name's James Parry, right? And I thought, I'm going to find him and I'm going to bring him on this show here today. So I headed online, I looked around, I was like, right, here we go, yeah, okay, here we go. And I noticed that the British Columbia IT had released one tweet that merely said, we are pleased, what was it, basically, we're very happy to be the new home of Codeigniter. That was it, that was it, you know. Let me just see if I got that. Yeah, we're excited to be giving Codeigniter a new home with us at BCIT. That's it. That's the only word that we have had from the new guardians of the framework. Now, this is concerning to me, folks. And I, and I want to, you know, I want to tell you something. Some of you folks will already know this, but I was getting a lot of emails from insiders. We have Codeigniter developers in the Insider Club from 118 different countries, folks. 
And uh, even though I'm not really focusing too much on that these days, last year we were getting more sign-ups per week at the Insider Club than the actual Code Igniter forum was. I haven't checked it this year. I don't know if it's still the case, right? There's many thousands of people more in the Code Igniter framework. But remember, the Insider Club's only been going for about a year. And what I'm saying is, is that we were getting more people signing up for InsiderClub.org, sorry, dropped something, than we're joining the Ellis Lab Code Igniter forums. It's not really something to brag about, though, because I think that uh, Code Igniter has kind of been plagued by tumbleweeds lately. There hasn't been too much happening there. But that's the vibe. And I had a lot of emails came in from people saying, well, why don't you uh, place an offer for the Code Igniter framework? Why don't you get involved? And maybe you can bring it into the Insider Club and we can do something and... Together we can uh, somehow salvage Code Igniter, you know? Now I'm going to be straight with you folks. I've always been very upfront about this, okay? I am not a technical genius. In fact, I'm not technically anywhere near as good as some of you folks think, okay? I mean, I have a few tutorials on YouTube and that's nice. I've probably built maybe five or six hundred commercial websites, but really and truly, I'm not a marvel of modern day science. I'm, I'm not uh, Fabian Petoncier. I don't have any radical new theories about programming. I'm just a very average kind of a guy as far as web, web development goes, okay? That's just me being honest, you know? Um, and the other thing I thought is that if I'm entirely honest, I could be mistaken about this, but I think that when I look at other frameworks, the other frameworks that, that are really, really successful out there and becoming very popular, they all have kind of been blessed with these real genius web developers, you know? I'm talking about people like Taylor Otwell. Now, I haven't met Taylor Otwell well, but my speculation is and he's obviously the guy who invented Laravel, right? My speculation is that Taylor Otwell is a guy who has no concept of time, okay? I mean, if like if you go up to any normal person and you say, okay, you know, what are you up to today? They'll say, well, I'm going to do half an hour of work and then I'm going to stop after half an hour and I'm going to eat an apple, okay? But when you're dealing with a guy like Taylor Otwell, my visualization is that he doesn't have that concept of time like the rest of us. To him, day, night doesn't really matter. He probably doesn't even know if it's night or day half the time because he's so focused, so dedicated and so fanatical, okay? And I think that when you look at some of the top, top technologies, you find that there's people like that. These people are very talented, super intelligent, and very prolific. And by prolific, I'm meaning that they are always working on something new, always moving forward. And, and it's, it's actually a struggle for the rest of the community to keep up sometime, but that's what happens, you know? And I think that programming technologies kind of thrive when there is that kind of technical leadership, you know? Now, hang on to this, folks, because this is a key point coming up here. 
And when I had emails asking, well, do you want to come on board and all of the rest of it, I knew that I never had this technical knowledge, right? Um, and if I'm honest, I'm not aware of anyone in the Insider Club, even though there's tons and tons of us, I'm not aware of anyone who is in that kind of league. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe there's someone, but if there is, I'm just saying I haven't met them, you know? But nevertheless, there was a little moment Probably about, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months ago. When I was actually thinking, well, maybe I could make a bid for Cody. Maybe this could happen. Because even though I haven't got the te technical knowledge that some of the uber geniuses have, I've got a pretty good idea of what kind of things web developers like. And I think I've got a good idea of what the uh, business world likes from frameworks. And quite frankly, I don't think that they are really getting it from some of the other frameworks out there. No disrespect, it's just the vibe. I'm, you know, I have some opinions on this. And if you do a search on Google for PHP rewrite culture, PHP rewrite, that's one word, culture, you'll find a, an article where I talk in depth about some of the concerns that I have with Zen 2, Symphony 2, and even Laravel. I've been quite vocal about this stuff, you know. But in any event, I thought to myself, well, listen, even though I don't have the technical knowledge, I could probably maybe pull some resources together, get some really intelligent people on board. Maybe we could even hire some really good people and we could do something with Codeigniter, you know. And I was really thinking about this about nine months ago. It got to the stage where I sent one or two emails back and forward with Ellis Lab, but I never got to the stage where I actually submitted them an offer, you know. Um, and I even had a price in mind, okay. I was, you know, maybe they would have laughed, but I was going to give them £10,000, you know. Uh, <laughs> I never made the offer. They probably would have just laughed. But I thought it would have been a good offer, and I thought it would have been good for the framework. Now, if that had gone ahead, then if if, if it had been me, who, who had been the guy who won the bid, or the insider club, or whatever you want to call it, then I was very clear about what was going to happen. Folks, the next day, literally the next day, when this uh, statement came out from Ellis Lab, the plan was I was going to release a video on YouTube I mean, I had the whole thing worked out. I even had like a manifesto and everything. And I thought, right, the next day I'm going to re release a video. And the first thing that I'm going to do as head honcho of Codeigniter is I'm going to take all of the uncool things that have happened over the last three or four years and I'm going to reverse them. So, for example, if you search for Codeigniter on uh, Wikipedia, you'll see that uh, half the page is taken up talking about this horrible, ugly license dispute that happened. Because for some inexplicable reason, they changed the license and everybody, a substantial amount of them, were very upset. There was lots of arguing and bickering. I think a few people even left. And it was just a bad vibe, okay? Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not a licensing expert. I don't even really understand any of this stuff. But what I do know is that there was a bad vibe. For some reason, they knocked the license out of agreement. Out, out, they knocked the license for Codeigniter uh, kind of out of alignment 
with what else was going on with the other frameworks that were out there and people couldn't really understand why it was kind of a strange thing um in hindsight maybe it had something to do with this handover thing i have no idea but in any event i thought you know if i ever get in charge of code igniter first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to say right all of the those uncool heavy licenses that right gone they are now being reversed we are going back to the super cool licenses thank you very much people thank you very much next next on the agenda you see all of that stuff that appeared on the Ellis Lab site about you must write Code Igniter camel case. You must use this logo. You must, you know, comply with these terms and conditions or else. And there's all this kind of legal, kind of veiled legal threatening stuff that appeared on the Ellis Lab website. I'd be saying, right, take that down. Take that, take the whole lot down. That goes against the personality of this framework. I don't care if people write it with a, in camel case or an uppercase or lowercase or even in a suitcase. I don't care how they write it. Everything is cool. And there's a few other things that I would have announced as well. Um, for example, I think that when it got announced that Code Igniter was uh, changing hands, there was pretty much a wall of silence from the head honchos of Ellis Lab. Now, I don't blame them for that, okay? In fact, I don't blame them for any of this stuff. I can well understand why, in their position at that time, they would become very paranoid about licenses and logos and copyright and all of that stuff. Truth is, if I was in Ellis Lab, I probably would have been exactly the same. So I'm not criticizing Ellis Lab or accusing them of doing anything on, you know, well, they actually did, I'm accusing them of doing something uncool, but I'm not accusing them of doing something unethical, right? They behaved entirely the kind of way that you'd expect a company to behave in that position, the position that they were in. But folks, that's now all finished. The ownership has happened. And I'm just saying that if I was on board now, First thing I'd be doing is I'd be doing a video podcast and all of the uncool stuff, everything, and I have a checklist of it written down somewhere, I'd be saying, right, that's now being reversed, now reversed, okay? We are now going back to super cool mode. And that would have been the first thing. The next thing I would have done is I would have spelled out um, the kind of vision for the framework. And I had a 10-point plan and it had some details to do with the general ethos and all of that, the way that things were going to be handled in terms of decisions, in terms of bringing other people on board, uh, allowing the community to contribute, and so on. Um, but there was also one or two technical details in there as well. So, for example, I would have made Code Igniter modular by default, um, I would have got, gotten rid of all of this reactor and core nonsense. Remember they broke Code Igniter into reactor and core? I think it just caused confusion and I think it really heralded the beginning of the end for Code Igniter. So I'd be saying, right, there's no more reactor and core nonsense. There's going to be one framework and if you want to change it, then good luck. But there's one unified framework and here it is, you know. And uh, anyway, I had this 10-point checklist, man, and 
blah, 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 blah. It never saw the light of day. I never even got as far as talking about it here or at the Insider Club or anywhere. It's probably somewhere. Maybe it's on my laptop. But anyway, who cares? It never happened, okay? And times have moved on. But here's the funny thing. We are now something like 24 hours into the changeover here. Code Igniter having a new owner. And uh, I'm not seeing anything coming from the new owners. What I'm seeing is, well, nothing. One tweet. We're very happy to be the new excited. You know. <laughs> you know. <coughs> so, <clears throat> pardon me. I had this idea this morning and I thought I'm going to find the new head honcho of Code Igniter. James Parry is his name. And I'm going to bring him here and I'm going to have an interview with him here, hopefully today, okay? And when I say here, I don't mean like in here. I'm in Scotland, right? We could have done this on Skype or something. But I thought I'm going to get him on board. And rather than saying, hey, man, you should do this, you should do that, you should do that. I thought I'm going to just not say anything. And I'm going to just let him take the microphone. Let him give us his vision. And I am so ready to fall in line and humbly, with a humble vibe, support the new leadership, man. I, I, I'm just so up for this. I thought, I'm going to get the guy. I'm going to get James Parry. So I headed, headed on to uh, the BCIT website, look for James Parry. There was no email address, folks. There was no phone number. There was no Skype. There was not even a Twitter account, nothing. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. Maybe he's on Google, you know. He must be a pretty prolific kind of a guy, right? He's now the new head honcho of code. Okay, well, head to Google. Nothing. I cannot find a thing. I found one LinkedIn profile, but it was, to be straight, it was pretty much empty. It never even had a photograph. Had a list of a few technologies where he works. That was pretty much it. And as I started to look around, I was completely underwhelmed with the vastness of the nothingness. Do you hear me, people? So I looked on Twitter, couldn't find anything. Looked on Google, couldn't find anything. Looked on YouTube. I thought maybe he has some tutorials or something. Maybe he's put some stuff out there. You know, there must be something. Nothing. And then I thought, well, you know, the guy is... Um, you know, I, I, I don't know, I thought he's an academic. Maybe he's used to this academic universe and maybe what do academics do, right? I thought, well, they, they like books. Okay, so I'll go to Amazon and I'll do a search and I'll see if he's managed to put something out there. Not necessarily a book on Code Igniter, although I did check for that. But I thought maybe he has something. There must be an ebook or something talking about web development, talking about software, the kind of, you know, these are the kind of things that we expect, right, folks? I looked on Amazon, nothing. Folks, I'm not in the business of launching personal attacks on anyone here, but this is a guy who, as far as I can tell, doesn't even have a website. Right? I cannot find a, a site that he has. Now, normally that wouldn't matter, right? I'm sure he's a very 
gifted and talented and a super intelligent guy and all of that stuff. But here's what worries me, folks. You see, when you look at any other web development technology, whether, whether we're talking about Python, Ruby on Rails, whether we're talking about Yi or Zend, Symfony, or even if we're talking about any of the past uh, contributors to the CodeIgniter framework, right? Take a guy like Phil Sturgeon, right? Well, listen, you can go online and you can search for a guy like Phil Sturgeon and you can find out exactly what he's been working on, exactly where he's working, exactly the specific projects that he has and how you can download them and use them. You can find out what his opinions are on what's going on in web development. You can find out what groups he belongs to. You can read his tutorials. You can even find out if he's made up with his girlfriend or not last week. Folks, you can practically go on and find out what they had for breakfast last night. All of the head honchos of the framework, they all have very substantial web footprints, okay? Now, I've spoken about this before on the high-paid developer training, which uh, you'll soon be able to check out at highpaiddeveloper.com. The doors aren't open just now. But I've spoken about this before, how the top kind of leading web developers out there all have very extensive, very impressive, very big web footprints, okay? I mean, look at all of the stuff that Fabian Patoncier has released. I mean, the, the guy is on another planet, you know? He must type at about 2,000 words a second. Everywhere you go, it's like, it's a new release, new release, new release, new patch, new patch, check this, check this. And you know something, folks? You can go on and you can find their email addresses. I could lift the phone right now. I could probably talk to any one of them because they are very much available. That's the vibe. Now, I am indeed sorry to be the guy who chucks a turd in the punch bowl. The dude who ruins the whole party and everything. But folks, I'm kind of concerned at the idea that Codeigniter is now being uh, managed, led, by a guy who has literally no web footprint. I've asked around the Insider Club, I've asked in the live chat room and various other places. Nobody knows who the guy is. Now, I have no doubt that he's taught, you know, Code Igniter to some students. It says he taught to 150. Well, you know, okay, fine. But if you'll forgive me, I'm not really that impressed. I'm not even that good at Code Igniter. And I've been hired by universities not to teach the students. I was getting hired to teach the lecturers. And I'm not even that good. So please forgive me if I'm not impressed by that, you know. And I'm, I'm very concerned about the idea of Codeigniter being now managed by a commercial institution and led by a guy who has no web footprint and who is apparently setting up some kind of committee. Now, on this show, probably about three or four months ago, we had a podcast from Steph Mischuk, a very well-known, very super-experienced web developer. He has about 6,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, and he teaches web development stuff. He's a, a very knowledgeable guy. 
And the thing that was interesting, if you listen to that podcast, he was talking about how he started off with Java. And Java was really exciting back in the old days. I mean, it was so hip and you know, you could say the word Java and back in the day people would be throwing checks at you, trying to pay you, you know. Uh, it was indeed the most exciting technology around, he says. But then what happened is, he says it started being led by committee, okay. He talks about this and he says that when you start managing uh, software by committee instead of with let's just say, undemocratic leadership, right? says things start falling apart at the seams. So that's what happened with Java. He then moved on to PHP, and I think he's now doing other things as well, you know? So I don't know, folks. You know, I, as I say, I want to be excited. But the more I think about this, the more I'm thinking, man, maybe this isn't going to be so great after all. One of the other interesting things, going back to the statement that I just read, it says, um, uh, they are, okay, the dean and faculty, going back to the statement, the dean and faculty support real-world projects using a living lab model that brings practical exposure and involvement to their students. They've built impressive living labs in construction, energy, and health. Uh, and we go on a little bit. And it says, the committee... Uh, will consist of members of the Codeigniter community as well as some of BCIT's standout students. It says Codeigniter will be a hub that the BCIT students can gain real-world knowledge and experience around. Now, folks, if I just read that to you, now if I approached you at a bus stop, right, and I just read that last stuff that I was saying there, you know, here's some more. The British Columbia Institute of Technology... In Vancouver, Canada, it's a highly regarded applied technology institute with 48,000 full-time and part-time students. Right, if I was to just come up and read that to you in the street, and I was to say, right, what have I just read? I'm pretty sure that some of you would say, well, it's obvious, you've just read an advert for a university, right? Must be from the prospectus or something, some brochure, right? It's an advert for the university. I mean, look at how it's saying, uh, you know, it's going to be a hub that BCIT students can gain real-world knowledge and experience around. And folks, can you see where I'm going here? Now, let me tell you something that you already know, right? We've spoken about this before. I know that some of you folks have some very interesting opinions when it comes to universities. Some of you folks think that universities are these big sacred institutions, man, and you can get swept away with the rituals and the scrolls and all of that, the big dark gowns, right? Okay, okay, fair enough, you know. I've been to uni, I've done the gig, and I know what the vibe is. It's very easy to be overly impressed by that, and people have this very romantic idea of what a university is, you know, it's like this big sacred thing, okay? But folks, the truth is that um, universities are no less commercial than chains of McDonald's restaurants. Now, I'm going to say that again, and if you're paying attention, tweet this out, okay? Tweet this out with a little quote and say, David Connolly, like, I want people to know I'm saying this. I'll say that again. Universities are no less commercial 
than chains of McDonald's restaurants. That's a fact, okay? A university is not a charity. They're not doing it for the love of mankind. They're not doing it to advance knowledge and discover the universe. No, no. Universities are steely, cold commercial organizations. And I can do an entire podcast speaking about that. And yes, I do have some insider information. But in the meantime, you can just trust me on that because I'm telling you that's a fact, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with being a commercial organization. I'm a kind of commercial guy myself. I like to do things for a living and all of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the things that I'm kind of concerned about is the thought that when you think about it, this is a great commercial investment for the BCIT. They can now say on the prospectuses and all of that, they can now say, we are the stewards of the most popular PHP framework, the most popular web development technology on the net. And by the way, we are the guys. We are at the hub. And if you come to this university, you're going to be learning straight from the people who own the framework. Who knows? You might even become one of the official contributors to CodeIgniter. Come to the university, oh fellow people, come to the university. I can well imagine them doing that, you know. And there's already indications that this is the vibe. Look at the statement. Folks, this is, a, this is an advert for a university that we're reading here. And the fact that I'm looking online and I can't see any footprint for J James Parry, if you're listening, where are you? Where on earth are you? Because I cannot find jack shit, okay? And the idea of, you know, it, it gets taken over by this commercial organization who, unlike all the rest of the heavyweight people, aren't, are not staying up till 4 a.m., are not, you know, nicking around producing all of this content, producing all of these apps and tutorials and everything. No, they're not doing that. It's a job. It's a job. They turn up. They do what they need to do. They get their pay and go, they go home. I find it hard to become optimistic about that. However, there's a chance that I could be wrong. There's a chance that maybe, maybe for all I know, James Parry's a really well-known guy. And maybe he has some other name that he uses. Perhaps something like the White Stallion. No, let's call it the Silver Stallion. That's cooler, right? Maybe he's the Silver Stallion. And he's some guy who goes around and he, you know, has all YouTube videos and all applications he's built. And he does speeches and he has books and seminars. And maybe everyone out there saying, man... The Silver Stallion. He shall be the saviour. That's, that's fantastic. The Silver Stallion. Okay. Maybe everybody out there is thinking that and I've missed something. It's possible. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, in a, in a funny mood something. Maybe I'll delete this podcast in a couple of hours. I have no idea. But if you are listening, James Parry, then I want to extend a warm invitation to you. And the key word here is warm, because my invitation is very warm, my friend, okay? 
And I want to invite you to come on here and to talk here at the DC Radio Network, okay? I would love to have you on board. I know that there's hundreds, probably thousands of commercial developers who would love to hear from you. And the truth is, we're not really, you know, we're not the paparazzi. We're not interested in people's personal lives and backgrounds and all of that so much. But we are interested in knowing what you're planning on doing and how this is going to affect some of us. I have clients who have paid six-figure sums for CodeIgniter websites. I have one client right now who is pretty much on the verge. It's going to take about another six months for the deal to go ahead. But I do have a client who's on the verge of paying a seven-figure sum for a CodeIgniter website. By the way, I'm talking pounds sterling. And in case you didn't know, there's about $1.6 for every pound. So if you hear me talking about seven figures, I'm talking about over $1.6 million. Okay? I have those kinds of clients. And in case you're wondering... I'm not going to give you any names or anything, but what I can tell you is that it's a bank and they can afford this kind of money, okay? So I have clients out there who use CodeIgniter, who depend on CodeIgniter, and I think they need to know what's happening as well. So if you're out there, James Parry, please get in touch. You can contact me at dcradionetwork.com. Go there, fill out the contact form, or even just send me a tweet. My Twitter thing is at David J. Connolly. Get in touch. Come on the show. We're going to have a few laughs and everything. The only thing that I can promise you is I'm not going to mess. I'm not going to interfere with any plans or anything. My vibe is humble and I'm really looking forward to humbly uh, falling in line and supporting whatever you guys are planning on doing. So please... Come on board, the invitation is there. All right, that funny little Skype noise is my signal and it's time to go. Thanks for listening to this. Listen, what's your opinion? You listener, I'd love to hear what you think of this. Join us, join the conversation. It's at the Insider Club, okay? No point in going to the Codeigniter forum. It's tumbleweeds, man, hardly anyone's saying a word there. Come to the Insider Club. Let me know what you have to think. I'm on the forum all the time. I would love to hear your opinion. Come and join in the discussion. What do you think? Are you excited about the new CodeIgniter owners? Are you maybe a little bit more pessimistic like me? Is there anything that you think is particularly good about this or particularly bad? Do you have any information you'd like to share? Please come on board to the Insider Club. It's free of charge and it's at insiderclub.org. Thank you very much indeed for being here, folks. It's been a long time since I've talked about web development, but I've really enjoyed this. Thanks a lot, and who knows, maybe we'll do this again sometime. I'll see you over at the Insider Club. Bye.